Here we go on this Friday, and we're going to begin with a business story. And it just reminds me in the election, it was uh, such a big deal in 2015, as liberals said, hey, we're going to legalize marijuana. And then we saw all the moving and surprising people jumping into the big business of the marijuana industry. And lately, we have seen a little bit of shrinking of that. There's been a struggling in this new venture. And we have seen some closings on things. Some of the big players cutting their cultivation capacity, cutting their workers. What is going on in this business that was once seen as the great, big, new opportunity. Joining us is Mitchell Osak, who is a CEO, Quanta Consulting, Inc. Thank you for being here, Mitchell. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday, you too, Arlene. It is true. You know, we just went through an election. We often reference 2015, and we look back. I mean, there's so much excitement, and they were planning the Louis Vuitton of marijuana you know, outfits, all of it. It seemed to have so many tentacles. What are we seeing now as we see this cultivation capacity and workers being laid off? Well, I think uh, Charles Dickens a couple hundred years ago coined uh, a phrase that really describes Canadian cannabis. And he wrote, you know, it's the best of times and it's the worst of times. <laughs> mm-hmm. So the, you just... Uh, you know, very elegantly outlined the worst of times. Um, the large producers like Aurora, um, who just laid off uh, 8% of their workforce, but also other large players like Canopy and Tilray are shuttering cultivation facilities in Canada and even outside of Canada and throwing a lot of people out of work and, and dashing some big hopes. But the best of times for Canadian cannabis is that there are you know, retail sales of adult use or recreational cannabis hit a record in July of $339 million, which is going to put the industry at about $4 billion in total sales in 2021. And that's roughly 50% higher than what it was in 2020. And a lot of the hirings have actually been in the smaller craft producers in Canada who are doing a better job at supplying cannabis that Canadians want to buy. Where are you seeing the growth in this? And, you know, sometimes I'm a great gardener and sometimes you have to clip things back and watch them grow. And that kind of plays in, I guess, to the plant. And your company, of course, um, a big provider of strategy and consulting to Canadian cannabis as it grows. What are we seeing here? What are we clipping back and how do we think it's going to make that plant grow? That's a great question and an even better analogy. So what we're seeing right now are the large players that went hell-bent on cultivation capacity right around the time of legalization. So they built built these greenhouse cathedrals that Mm -hmm. could, um, you know, grow up to 100,000 kilograms of cannabis. But I don't think the executives in these larger firms had a good sense of what they would be growing for which consumers and in which format, whether it would be flour or pre-roll or an edible. What we found out over the last couple of years is that some of these really big bets and big ambitions failed to materialize because a lot of these large companies didn't really understand what the consumers wanted and at what price they wanted. So at a certain point, 
a lot of that capacity ended up being completely wasted. And some industry researchers um, postulate that 80% of all the cannabis that was grown in these large cathedrals ended up getting destroyed. At the same time, there were much smaller craft producers across Canada that knew their consumer, knew how to grow high-quality, consistent cannabis, and were very successful at serving particular parts of the market, and they're flourishing. So sometimes you have to shrink to grow, and that's what we're seeing in the Canadian cannabis market. Yeah, and we see that in so many other businesses. And, you know, one of the things that has put interest in this on where it is going to grow as we watch things close down, of course, that announcement from Aurora that they were closing their Edmonton, one of their Edmonton facilities, and they laid off 8% of the global workforce. Do they get the message? Can a big player like like Aurora do what you were talking about, the the boutique players who were reacting to the customers because it's been such a strange business. It opened up without any customer base. It just opened up for business and said, build it and they will come. And some of them didn't come. Uh, absolutely correct. So there are some large Canadian producers that have aggressively moved into, you know, quote unquote, the craft cannabis space. Uh, you know, Hexo is one example where they're trying to capture additional market share by buying up the smaller, more agile and consumer focused players. That, uh, without a doubt, is um, an interesting strategy. And in some cases it will work. But, you know, the challenge becomes, can you still if um, will a Ferrari be a Ferrari if if purchased by Toyota? And that's yeah. a question we don't know yet. Um, cannabis is not easy to grow. It requires a lot of art and a lot of science. And sometimes that's better done in a smaller facility by a smaller number of artists. The truth is, and you, you, you touched upon this a minute ago, is that most of these companies are flying blind. Mm -hmm. And without a lot of data and without a lot of um, experiences from other jurisdictions around the world, you know, you're going to have some bad bets. And that's what we're seeing right now. Was there another way to do it? Because it seemed fantastical, really, as it was going on. You saw companies opening and well before and planning and investors and building businesses. It reminded me of the dot-com boom as we watched ideas become big investment opportunities when they didn't so much have a business plan. This was, this was just so much money coming into this industry on a business we didn't know what the consumers wanted is it got back to earth right now where consumers say i want this and the businesses react well that's a excellent observation because i always draw analogies i'm old enough to remember the dot-com boom of the late um 90s and this is eerily similar to that because you hope you think you know what's going to happen, and, but you can't always base your projections on what happened in an illegal market that none of us had too much visibility into what actually was going on. So the reality, I think, right now is that the industry is very quickly maturing within Canada, and you're starting to see the consumer segments evolve and so on and so forth. So you're able to make fact-based decisions where even up to a year, year and a half ago, you weren't. So we're the, into a whole new scenario then, Mitchell, and that we've never seen before. And we may see the true extent of this business 
in a way that makes sense to real business fundamentals. Mitchell Osak, CEO, Quanta Consulting. Thank you so much for joining us and good luck out there. Thank you, Armin. Be well. Mitchell and Quanta Consulting is the leading provider of strategy and operational consulting to the Canadian cannabis and psychedelic industry. And there we go. Things are about to change. We knew it. We knew that eventually it would have to come back down to earth. I'm Arlene Bynan on this happy Friday for Jeff MacArthur, and this is Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.